You are listening to Grease in the Crease, a college hockey podcast. Four idiots yelling at each other about sports. Now here are your hosts, Mike, Maggie, Anders, and Willie. Bathroom? Well, then Pomita's got what you want, baby. We're back here for our uh, 10th episode of Grease in the Crease. And in our pre-production meeting, I was telling Mike that I can feel good things happening for the episode tonight. And then that seemed to uh, unravel instantly as Maggie and Anders are both unable to join us um, tonight. But instead of them, and I think better than them because uh, one of him is better than two of those people. We have our engineer, Ryan Peterson, joining us today. Ryan, how's it going? Not too bad, guys. I just wish I could bring the uh, the sexiness of Maggie's voice and uh, the insane humor of Anders. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to try to step up for both of them tonight. So. Love it. I have absolute faith in you. So, like I said, this is our 10th episode, and the experts and our legal counsel thought that we would have been canceled and uh, sent several cease and desist letters before the third episode. So I think we're doing pretty good. Um, and in honor of our 10th episode, we're going to play a little game. We're going to do a first annual uh, event here on Grease and the Crease. Um, and I think we'll, we'll do this from time to time on the milestone episode. So we'll just wait for 1,000. We're going to have some real fun things for you. So um, we're going to play a little game tonight. It's now time for parenting tips from Anders. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Dad. What? So Anders uh, skipped out on us tonight. So filling in for Anders is the only person um, on this podcast with children is going to be uh, Ryan Peterson. So you're going to fill in for um, Anders. How does that feel? You, you feeling the pressure? I'm glad that, you know, pr- I'm making the choice to procreate my life is uh, let me step in for <laughs> Anders. So this is perfect. <laughs> so the way this game works, um, those of us without children are going to pose hypothetical questions um, to the parents and let the parent give us advice. So Mike, I'll let you go first with your hypothetical and get some parenting advice. Okay, and this was going to be a true hypothetical to Anders, but uh, knowing P and his uh, better half's side of the family, this is probably a real thing. So my hypothetical slash real thing. With the Christmas season coming up, there's always one of those uncles in your family that, you know, either he's going against the grain, he's doing it to, you know, piss people off, or maybe he was born in another state. But you always have one of those uncles that's a Packer fan, or in PD's case, uh, University of North Dakota Chickadee fan. What do you do when said uncle, underneath the Christmas tree for your young, impressionable children, has a Packer jersey for them? So not only what do you do when they unwrap the gift and there's a Packer or a Sioux jersey, what, what have you, what do you do when the gift is actually unveiled? And what do you do afterwards when your young, impressionable child thinks it's cool and wants to do what the fun uncle uh, is doing and wearing that jersey? What do you do? Well, this hypoth- hypothetical actually came true. Uh, my, my son actually you know, re- received his, his uh, University of North Dakota apparel. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of put that little fake, little cheesy smile face on while all of a sudden you're just dying inside. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, God, no, here. Here, here comes the bad influence in life. So it's, 
kind of start from there. And, and then what you do is you make a bum rush for the, uh, you know, once you get home and we're unpacking, cause, you know, we have about a four hour drive when we do go up and visit, uh, you know, to, to first grab that and go, you know, throw at the bottom of your hamper underneath, you know, the, I don't know, pr- probably like the blaze orange hunting stuff, which I only wear once a year anyway, so it can stay hidden nice and uh, tight. So, and, uh, you know, at, at, at the same time too, you know, just, uh, well, actually I'm pretty sure shortly thereafter he got his first gopher hockey shirt. So, and, and, and that, uh, that, that was probably in his rotation for a while. So, uh, you know, I, yes. I was able, I was able to combat that just, just fine. So uh, the countermeasure, that's, that's great advice right there. You gotta, you gotta brainwash him because if the other fans can do it, why can't we Minnesota fans? Excellent right. advice. So you're treating that uh, UND jersey kind of like they treat the bunny slippers in A Christmas Story. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, uh, yes. Yep. That's a very good, very good comparison. You pull it out once a year. All right. So I have two questions. My first one was going to be posed to Anders. Um, so I'm going to pose that one to you first, and then I have a backup one. What do you do? Um, what would you do the first time your child brings home a significant other? What does that look like? What's the conversation like? Uh, what's the game plan? Oh, that is, that is actually a dream come true. I've actually figured it out for both <laughs> uh, for both my son and my daughter. You know, it's it's basically you know yet you know pr- pretty much I'm going to have the baby books and all like the you know the naked sh- <laughs> you know b- bathing bathing photos in an album, <laughs> kind of like underneath the couch cushions that I could whip out at any given moment. <laughs> what's this? <laughs> you know, I'm, I I might even you know I I believe I'm even going to you know well, no we we did wash them, but I'm sure I'll have at least one more accent for you know I can pull out the wet sheet or something that they that they did you know some <laughs> ten some years ago to, to really have the embarrassing factor in there so. And then you know, for and, and, you know, my my daughter, my baby girl, when when she first brings her first uh, significant other home, you know, I, I I will be sure to bump into him so he can feel the uh, steel steel cold uh, you know, barrel of my uh, 44 on my hip. So we know he ain't playing. So <laughs> welcome to our home. What the hell? You know, and 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 uh, you know, and, and I might might play some mind games with them too. You know, go for the first handshake. You know, kind of give them the dead fish at first, and then uh, you know, just, just to see what his reaction is from there, and then just kind of paint it up a little bit. So just just kind of have some fun with them. You know, play some psychological games. So I love it. That sounds amazing. My second question. Um, this is more of a long-term hypothetical. So hypothetically, you walk in on your son, let's say. And he's supposedly doing homework. Um, he's in college at this point. You walk in the room and you find him listening to Dave Matthews Band, drinking Bailey's on the Rocks, and doing homework. What is your reaction? Are you shocked him, and embarrassed at that activity? You, or you got to give him a trophy. I think instantly I would just say, what would you say? He wakes up in the morning. Kid, what are you doing? And probably, you know, start, start doing that. And then probably trail off into satellite. You know, I don't, I don't mind DMB, you know, as long as he doesn't have a little, uh, you know, like a little sole patch and, you know, is wearing some, you know, some, uh, pants tight enough you can see the curvature of his balls i think everything would uh i, th- I think i'd be okay with it i'm a music fan and, and dmb th- there'd be a lot worse choices so and the dmb by itself wouldn't be bad but the combination with the baileys that's just a it's a strange strange person that's pulling that one off i think what do you think about that mike do you hear that right now <laughs> <laughs> those are do those are the rocks swirling around in my baileys and we should have a some sort of theme song with dave matthews on it because it's uh it's classic. It's timeless. 
I couldn't. It, I couldn't quite get the uh, rights to rights to ants marching this week. Might, oh, he's you know, cool. It, he's cool with it. it. It might have to be a cover by me. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll put something in the works, and uh, you know, we'll we'll do a cover version. Maybe when we all get together for the uh, for the uh, St. Cloud series up there in North Dakota next month. So I think that's a great idea. Love it. Well, that's been our. Uh, first annual version of father knows best stick in around for our 20th episode when we're going to play a coastal elite game involving the least favorite member of this Here's podcast mike with games and growlers <laughs> well while i'm not wasted on the baileys quite yet but it is going down smooth uh you guys will both be happy to know that after about Five months of a hiatus. I am finally brewing the steam beer again. Oh, so that that was yes. What was, that's what I was able to do this past weekend, and uh, just in time for Christmas. And I will be able to do one more batch for our Martin Luther King ice fishing weekend that we'll be having uh, in January there. And unlike our ice fishing weekend, which is not going to be classy at all. This past weekend's games must have been at one of Maggie's hoity-toity coastal elite parties where there are three-piece suits all over the place because there were ties everywhere this past weekend. Yes, that's a pie. Uh, that's a tie pun. Right tie pun. <laughs> Huskies, St. Cloud style, went out Ooh. to Miami and got two ties. Willie, how do you feel about that going to Ohio and playing Miami of Ohio and getting two ties out of the weekend? Berkeley's very mad at you for uh, insinuating that St. Cloud did anything else but play amazingly. Um, like I said, I think Miami is a tough place to play, and they do play. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it out early, I love it. <laughs> they play St. Cloud tough. Um, I didn't realize this, but when I was listening to the game on Saturday, that was the fourth game in a row that St. Cloud and Miami have played in overtime, including last year in the first round of the conference playoffs when St. Cloud was the one seed, Miami was the eight. Um, so. Miami's improved this year. They really are. Um, just from listening to the games, St. Cloud dominated the game on Friday, but uh, Jeff Smith had a couple had a couple shaky goals in. And Saturday, I think, was kind of the reverse, where it was more of an even maybe Miami had the edge. <clears throat> and then they obviously won in the second overtime there. So ties, ties suck. I hate ties. I'd rather lose than tie, I feel like. It, it just, that really bothers me. So I was not happy setting up the main topic with the hating the tie thing. So, and also, so are you saying that Huskies don't like Red Hawks? Since there's probably not a real thing as a Red Hawk. Is there a real thing as a Red Hawk? Red Hawks are scary. Oh, they you gotta watch, you got to watch out for those Red Hawks. Anyway, uh, speaking of Ohio, Ohio State, the Ohio State Buckeyes, came to Minnesota, also pushed two ties against the Gophers. Michigan and Michigan State had their home and home. Michigan State got a win on Friday, and then there was a Yes, a tie on Saturday. Michigan struggles continue as they host the Gophers this upcoming weekend. Penn State going to Wisconsin. There was a tie on Friday, and Wisconsin got the win on Saturday. And, Willie, I'm going to ask you again because you kind of alluded to this last weekend that the Big Ten is going to start beating up on each other once conference play came, and the bottom three teams took at least half of the points in each of the series from the top three teams, or three of the top teams, I should say. Yeah, I know it's early, but um, the Big Ten, other than first place, second through last, is separated by four points. And I think that's going to continue all year long. I think it's going to be a real meat grinder. I think that 
Michigan State and Wisconsin aren't as terrible as they've been in the last couple of years, so I think it's going to be real tight. Yeah, I, I, I can see that too. And even Minnesota, they're yes, they're struggling, but I have a feeling Moscow the second half will maybe start doing some damage. So it'll be interesting to see if Michigan continues to struggle here, especially this weekend with the Gophers coming to town. Uh, WCHA action, we had Bemidji State going to Michigan Tech. There was a tie on Friday. Tech got a big win on Saturday. Colorado College went to Omaha in NCHC action. There was a tie on Friday. Colorado College with a big 6-3 win on Saturday. And the only game of our of our non-pick'em games that did not have a tie in it is the North Dakota going to Duluth and earning a split. Duluth dominated on Friday. UND came back with a Tight, uh, tight win on Saturday. And Willie, can you remind me who is at the very bottom of the NCHC standings as of right now? That would be the University of North Dakota. Oh, the chickadees <laughs> at the bottom, huh? The bottom dwellers. As far as our hat trick games go last week, we were picking the Saturday games. Uh, Cornell at Harvard. Cornell got the 2 1 win on Saturday after Harvard just beat the bloody pulp out of them on Friday. Boston at Boston College actually ended in a tie. So for our standings, we're going to throw that game out. Boston College actually won at Boston on Friday night in the home-and-home. And And Quinnipiac at Princeton. Quinnipiac got a big sweep there against the struggling Princeton team. So our standings, uh, we have Maggie and Asterix Sanders at 14, Willie at 12, and I'm still in the bottom at 9. Just one time in honor of Maggie, can you say uh, Quinnipiac? Quite back. <laughs> so, as we've talked about, and Mike just brought up, there was a whole lot of ties over the weekend. So that means we saw a whole lot of different things happen. Um, in some of the conferences, we saw five-minute overtimes that ended it. In some of the conferences, like the NCHC, you saw going to three-on-three and then do a shootout. Um, there's all sorts of stuff going on all over the place. So this week, our main topic is we're going to talk about that shootout, if you will, or even the three-on-three overtime with the extra point being up for grabs. Mike, I'm going to toss it to you because I know you've got some very uh, intense feelings about this topic. Ooh, I hate them. Ever since uh, the NHL decided to pander to the masses and try to entertain the idiot fans who don't appreciate the game, and they created these weird four-on-four, three-on-three, whatever type of overtime system they have, followed by a shootout, I I don't like it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's kind of weird territory for me because I typically like change. Uh, when things, you know, is, is, things are new, you can always go back and change it back to the way it was if it turns out that it's not exactly how you planned. And I think this is something that you should definitely turn back and bring back to the old school system of a two-point per game system where a five-on-five overtime after five minutes of that overtime uh, just ended in a tie, and no more after that. And when the NHL did that, they kind of started this whole three-point-per-game system. And so now you're handing out points willy-nilly like it's a participation trophy. That's offensive. And it's, it's, I'm very offended by it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and what I don't like mainly about it is that towards the end of the year, or even during the year as it all plays out, teams can almost have a backdoor into getting a better playoff spot because there's so many points being handed out now. So if you win the tie by winning the overtime tie, you get more points. But then if you lose the tie, you don't get as many points, but you still get points. 
and it, it gets confusing, convoluted, and it, it allows for more opportunities for movement, which I know is probably exciting for some people, but I find it to be a little bit overboard. Also, what I don't like is just on the principle that it makes two teams who earned a tie and categorizes them into winners or losers. Point being, the Gophers this past weekend against the Buckeyes. They tied both games. And in the Big Ten, they have the five-on-five overtime. Then they go to a three-on-three overtime. Then they go to a shootout. And in both games, the Buckeyes won the three-on-three overtime session. So, again, I use the word win when no, in fact, they tied. But it essentially made the Buckeyes the winners and the Gophers the losers. And as I just mentioned, that's how the Big Ten does things. Each conference has their own way of doing things. The NCAA only recognizes the five-on-five, five-minute overtime, and if there is still not a winner, the game has not a tie. Some conferences follow suit with that. I believe that's uh, I believe that's how the Boston Boston College game ended. I don't think Hockey East has extended overtimes, and that game just ended in the tie after that five-minute five-on-five. Some do a five-on-five followed by an immediate shootout. Some do a five-on-five, then a three-on-three for another five minutes, and then a shootout. And I don't like the inconsistency between the leagues. It, it, it leads to confusion of, well, did they get two points? Do they, do they have two point systems? Do they have three points? Did we win the tie so we got two points? Did we lose – wait, no, did we lose the tie that we got – how many points are there? And I, I, I don't like it. And the fact that it ends in a shootout, what is a soccer? I mean, play until there's a winner or call it a draw. And if a winner can't be determined after 65 minutes of playing the game by the rules, neither team deserves to win, neither team deserves to lose, and there should be a draw. They both earn the draw. And if you need a winner in this instant gratification society that we live in, make the periods 30 minutes. Make the overtime 15 minutes, because right now you have the five-minute five-on-five, followed by a five-minute three-on-three, it at least takes five minutes to do the shootout thing, if that's what you're going to. Just make the overtime 15 minutes long and play until there's a winner. And if you still don't have a winner, the teams are obviously evenly matched. You should go to a draw. Each team gets two points. You move on. And that's my, uh, my stake in this argument here that uh, I think is stupid. They should go back to the two-point system, five-minute uh, five-on-five overtimes. Nobody wins. Nobody does. Or nobody wins at that point. Nobody deserves to win. Call it a drop. Move on. Before I throw the PD, I just want to ask you a couple questions. Um, your first, the first thing you said was the NHL uh, kind of pandering to the masses. Now, as a result of that, we see NHL franchises in Vegas and now Seattle. So, doesn't that kind of grow the game? And isn't that your biggest pitch is growing the game? Yeah, growing the game. Not you really think that? Oh my God, I can't wait for the Seattle team to come so that we can watch shootouts. You think that's what they're saying? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. People love shootouts. My second question is: um, you also complained about not being able to figure out who's in first place if they get one point, two points, or three points. What 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 degree did you graduate with the University of Minnesota? Yeah. See, I'm a genius and I can I can follow it, but other people. Probably can't. But what was your uh, degree? Uh, finance and entrepreneurship, double major. What did you? So what, what did you get? A fake one at St. Cloud State, Willie? What was yours in? 
uh, double major criminal justice and sociology. Thank you very much. But mine wasn't math related. Yours was, and now you're having trouble adding one and two and three. That I don't know what's going on with that uh, U of M school system <laughs> down there. But well, I can add just fine. But when you're trying to do some convoluted math of how many games do I have to win or tie or win the tie or lose a tie to jump ahead of the team two slots ahead of me. Yeah, that's an algorithm that you'll need a statistics major to figure out. <laughs> All right, Petey, are you a statistics major? No, I was a marketing management and innovation major. Just just a single major. No, not like you two special guys with your double majors, <laughs> but uh, I make it work. So, yeah, you know, kind of going back to one of your points too, Mike, is like the NHL, how you get the, you know, the point for the overtime loss and, you know, somebody's record will be, seven, two and eight, when in reality, you're seven and 10. I mean, you had a loss, but you're, you're getting that glorified point. And like you said, finding what sneaky ways to get into the playoffs. But, you know, per- personally, I, I mean, the shootout's kind of fun. I kind of get the appeal of it. It's, you know, it's kind of a, a nice gimmicky thing. You know, I mean, a lot of people like when, when the rare occurrence of the penalty shot hits and it's just, you know, you get to see, you know, at least six or, you know, three on each side penalty shots, but I would prefer to kind of just go old school. And I mean, these are a bunch of, you know, 18 to 22 year old kids. I just say, just keep playing uh, sudden death, you know, 20 minute periods, just keep going. And, you know, sometimes you'll get those legendary games. Like I remember here, was it, was it uh, Apple, Apple Valley? Valley. And somebody, yeah. yeah. They, they played till like three in the morning the one time. And that kind of makes for a great story. I, I would kind of, kind of rather just have it go off of there and just kind of eliminate the tie altogether. Um, you know, winners and losers, that's kind of at the end of the game. It's just, you know, when I, I've been to a few handful of games in my life and they're ties and you just kind of feel, I don't know, you feel kind of dirty when you leave. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's, like it's, kiss, it's like kissing your sister, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, you know, the, the, the NFL looked like they were going to experience about six or seven ties. I mean, even watching the Packers and the Vikings tie this year, you just was like, and, and, and I actually had my Packer buddy and his, and his wife over watching the game and like, one of those things where it's like you, you can't just rip on each other. You're just both like, oh, well, that, that happened, I, I guess so. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just kind of like leaving with, you know, leaving leaving games with, you know, the, the high of a victory or just, the you know, the low of, you know, well, the goalie, goalie let one in, you know, through the five hole in the third overtime. It was still a fun game. It was, it was, it was power pack. So, I, I'd rather just, yeah, just have it go across the board, just, you know, eliminate the tie and just, you know, have winners and losers. So, do you would you play – straight 20 minute overtimes until there was a winner. I, I, I think so. I mean, like I said, these are young, young kids, you know, they, you know, obviously fatigue might set in at some point, but it's just, it's gonna, you know, so somebody's going to prove stronger in the end. Yeah. I, I would prefer that. Or, I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could cut it down to 10 minutes, but I mean, if you're going to go 10 minutes, you might as well go 20 if you're going to go sudden death. So. I, I, I think that's an okay idea. Um, my thing is, Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge proponent of states' rights. I don't want those <laughs> federal government bigwigs getting in my business, in my own home. So earlier this year, the NCAA tried to pass a resolution that would make every conference's overtime system the exact same, which is pointless because after the 5 on 5 overtime, whatever you do doesn't count towards the pairwise anyway. So all they were trying to do for some reason is make it so that Hockey East rule went everywhere. That's what it seemed like to me, is that Hockey East wanted to um, be in charge of the whole thing and make everybody change so there couldn't be shootouts or three-on-three. And I should be on the other side of this, considering ever since St. Cloud State entered a conference where there was shootouts, until last Friday, they had not won a single shootout. They were 0-7 
in shootouts leading up uh, until last Friday night for the first four or five years of the conference. So you would think that um, just from PTSD, I would hate the shootout, but I love the shootout. <laughs> I think the shootout's great. It's exciting. In the NCHC, they do it now where it's uh, a sudden death shootout. So you go one round, and if they score and you don't, it's over. So they don't extend it anymore. So you could see two shots and it's done, or it could go 20 shots and if nobody scores or if you both score in the same round. So they, they go quick. Um, I actually think the three-on-three three overtime is great also. I, that's super exciting when you've just got six guys out there jamming around. and it, you, Fast-paced, lots of things can happen. I think it's, it, I think it, it's it, great. It do, yeah, it does make for, for more fun to watch on, you know, in person or on TV, the three-on-three, three, the quicker play. I agree with that. Does, do the pros, do they go straight to three-on-three three or four-on-four? Four? I think the pros go four-on-four four right away. Yep I, yep, I believe you're right. Okay. Because, I mean, I can get along with, you know, narrowing down the number of players on the ice. But as Maggie mentioned, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, maybe it was during that Thanksgiving episode, he said that hockey is one of the ultimate team games. And the fact that you are in Willie, in the NCHC's case, you just brought to my attention because I didn't know about this, that you are leaving the entire team's fate in the hands of one player, potentially. That's what's happening. You're taking this ultimate team game and you're bringing it down to an individual level. And I think that is fundamentally wrong. At least if you go to a, you know, if you start a five-on-five, then maybe go to a four-on-four, then a three-on-three, or whatever the situation is, so that you at least increase the chances of somebody scoring as the game goes on. At least you have somewhat of a team dynamic. You'd have four players each on the ice, including the goaltender. But if you're going to go straight to uh, who's our best stud, uh, you. Okay, well, the whole, the whole team Stahl. is in your hands. Yes, Gunner. <laughs> nice, go- nice goal, Gunner. Thanks, Captain Duck. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what I hate about the shootout. Yeah, and sure, of course it would be exciting if it went 20 rounds of a shootout. But at the same time, when you're determining winners and losers of it and you bring it down to a single player, a single shot, I don't know. I, I don't care for it at all. Well, it, it, going off what Willie said, too, like I, I don't know how much fun it would be to watch like a, just a sudden death shootout with you know, one shot going. I, I think if you're going to have it, I like to at least, you know, at least have three rounds of it. Cause one would just, it'd be like, Oh wow. It's already, you know, it's already done. You really can't get behind it or cheer as much there. You know, the, 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 I think you lose the emotion when you only have one kind of thing going there. So, I mean, it, it so, does bring a little bit dramatic, but I, I don't know. I'd rather just kind of see that more competition part where you have really, you know, three. Willie, would you just rather have it go from regulation straight to a sudden death shootout? Would that satisfy your need to, you know, be daring and, you know, on the edge and jumping off a cliff. Is, is that going to give you your adrenaline rush for you? I think what they should do is in between each intermission, instead of doing the games with the little kids and the peanut song, <laughs> is they should have three rounds of a shootout between each intermission. And then whoever wins that wins the tiebreaker, basically. So you already know ahead of time what's going to happen because you've had these shootout things happen in between. But you also have to let your backup goalies be the goalies for those, those shots. <laughs> Well, that's not actually a bad idea because then as the third period winds down, as a team that's tied, if, if you lost those tiebreakers throughout the game, you know that you have to pull your goalie, otherwise you're going to lose. Yep, giddy up, we got to go. Well, unless, there's like 50, <laughs> unless there's 50 points handed out and the loser still gets 20 of them, then well, that's the thing. of course, you, of course you're going to keep the net, netminder in. 
there'd be seven points a game, and you'd get a bonus two points if you uh, scored in the first shootout, and a bonus one point if you scored in the second shootout. So it'd be a little more math involved there. In my, would my uh, so would is there yeah. is there a way you can lose the game and still get more points? Oh yeah, totally. If you score all the time. <laughs> so 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 would, would would Oprah be on hand and be like, and you get a point, and you get a point, and you get a point. I shoot out um, because I think it's exciting. You're telling me that when the Winter Olympics was happening, and TGO don't going, say his name. No, here's the, here's the thing, because that was the first time I've ever actually cheered for Russia against the United States <laughs> <laughs> when, when Oshi was taking all those uh, penalty shots. But that was that was an exciting uh, action. You can't tell me that wasn't. Okay, so back to Petey's point. Yes, it was exciting. What was it also? Gimmicky. Nobody really cares about the Olympics anymore. And it, it, it was a one-time, once-every-four-year gimmicky thing, right? So, yeah, it was exciting. It was kind of fun. But it's not something I want to see every single weekend determining every single season of the college hockey or pros for that matter. And, uh, yeah, gimmicky is just right, and you shouldn't have gimmicky be a mainstay. I don't think it changes the outcome that much. I don't think there are teams that at the end of the year are affected so much by losing a shootout that they lose um, many spots in the rankings. And if that's what holds you out of a home ice in the first round or uh, winning the conference, then maybe you should just do one more games during the season and stop complaining about it. Well, you should always say that. Yeah. Well, well, Willie, this happened when uh, your Huskies lost in a three on three against North Dakota last year. North Dakota got the home ice. That is true. you You should be against us. See, I, I should be against this, but I'm just not because it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time that I feel like I'm a true uh, North Dakota fan because I can yell, shoot, and I know the guy's <laughs> going to do it. And I know he's going to do it because he's timed on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I've been to enough games where, I, where I'm watching the icing to make sure that they're not, you know, add another tally for a shot up there. So. <laughs> oh, they're for sure. They're for sure doing that all the time up the up at the Ralph. Oh, it, it was going towards the goalie, but but it just barely. Oh, that, that's a shot. He he hit it with a stick. So yeah, <laughs> quick. Yeah, it shot him sixty-two to thirty. Speaking of that, I saw a stat this week that um, Corsi, if you're familiar with that, we've talked about it a couple times. Um, basically, it's puck possession and shot attempts. Five on five Corsi rating. North Dakota's like third, and I have to believe that's mostly due to the fact that their scoreboard operators give them twenty phantom shots a night which boosts their stats up. Oh, absolutely. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think, I think it does too. So any final words on uh, to shoot out or not to shoot out? You know, I guess my, my main issue with the overtime, regardless of what the format is, I, I like that the NCAA took the stand and just puts, you know, you have a five on five, five minute overtime, and that's all we're going to use for the rankings. That's fine. I wish that they would just do away with the shootout. And if, you know, go ahead, like I said, go ahead, do your five on five, do your three on three, if that's the next step, or maybe even insert a four on four in between the two and just kind of whittle down the number of players. Because yes, the, in the pros, the four on four is really exciting. And probably, you know, with the skill level being just a step down, the NCAA with a three on three is probably equally as as exciting. And so, yeah, maybe even just start with the three-on-three then or whatever. If you need to have a winner, which is what they're forcing with these shootouts in certain conferences, 
do it so that it's at least a team effort or a team loss or a team win, what have you. Don't put it in the hands of a single player and give them all the glory and make everyone think that they're, you know, yeah, the second coming of Christ, like T.J. Oshie was for a little while there for the Olympics. I was just going to say, don't put it in the hands of one player unless that player is from Washington but claims to be from a small town in northern Minnesota, and you can put it in his hands. Or, or as my second D2 reference, uh, Julie the Cat Gaffney. She knows he wants stick size. <laughs> I'd, put it, I'd put it in her hands. So. I, I would absolutely put it in her hands, too. That's a, Among that's other great... places. Yeah. <laughs> that's, two, that's back-to-back hot takes. Great, PD. So I think um, – I don't know what's the matter with you joyless people out there who don't want to see shootout and don't like the shootout – but I think the shootout is great, and I think it should stick around. Although I do think that, like we said earlier, ties, just something sticks in your craw about that. But this weekend with St. Cloud, they had the two ties. They had split decisions in the shootout. So it really ends up being a split, but doesn't feel like a split because you didn't get a win. And the one thing about the NCAA that they changed this year um, was in overtime, if you lose in overtime, even if it's the first regulation overtime, you're still getting a percentage of that point for the pairwise where it used to be that the team that won would get the whole point or the whole eighth of a point or whatever the fraction was, depending on where the game was. But if you lost, you would get nothing. Now you get a, like a 10th of that point towards the pairwise, which I thought, I don't know how you feel about that, but. Yeah, I, I, I can see that because again, you're, you're, you're pushing it to extra time. Like you, you could be the worst. You could be the 60th ranked team in the country, taking the number one ranked team. You played them to a draw for 60, 65 minutes, whatever it is. You you deserve some credit for that. If you lost in the 65th minute, you know whether or not that's worth the point in conference standings. I, you know, I wouldn't really think so. But that's the that's the definition of extra time. Is that we couldn't figure out a winner, so we're going to have extra time. But and in the same breath. You know, you, you force them to play the game, which the game is defined by 60 minutes, and now you're going to overtime, extra time, and you deserve something for that, and you know something that small and minuscule that might help, you know, some of these uh, you know narrow points of decision like last year when the Gophers got edged out by Duluth by point zero 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 one or whatever the heck it was. And maybe some of those ties that the Gophers had along the way would have pushed them over if that was taken into account a little bit more when they ended up losing in overtime or what have it. But, but yeah, um, you, know, well, to, you, should, you should get credit for it. To even start that night, weren't they like 97% in and then just the perfect storm hit and they, they literally yeah. lost out by that small percentage, right? Seven things happened, had to happen that night for them not to make the NCAA tournament, and all seven of them happened. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. They also could have beaten Penn State once out of four, and that would have helped them out too. I think. Well, that's, so, that, that's yeah. just it, it, you know. Had they won, that would have been one of the seven things that they needed, but they didn't do that. So <laughs> it was all downhill from there. All right, Petey. So we're tied on the shootout thing, Mike and I. You break the tie and put you on the spot. Shootout or no shootout? I, I got to go with no shootout. Like I said, it's uh, fun. It, it, it's fun. It's it. gimmicky. But at the end of the day, I just want a clear cut winner. I mean, I, I'm even in there for eliminating ties. So I, I'd rather just have them play. And, and like you said, the guys brought up great points. I mean, you know, my, my take of five on five, you know, just 
sudden death. You know, yeah, maybe maybe it's make it three on three or four on four, but I, I would just like to see a winner at the end of the day and, uh, you know, say keep keep the uh, shootout experience for those rare penalty shots and, you know, kind of let the team happen or, or let the uh, excitement happen when those when those rarities happen. So, Well, we're going to have to have a recount on that result. So, All right, so moving on to picks for the week. Um, so the first one we're going to start off with is – Probably the game of the week. I mean, let's be honest. Anytime you have St. Cloud State in a game, it's probably the game of the week. We've got Nebraska-Omaha coming into the Herb. Omaha-SCSU. Petey, who you got there? I got SCSU. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're going for the full like the full series, correct? Correct. I got SCSU for a sweep here. I think uh, Evan, Evan Wenninger with uh, UNO has been giving up four goals a game. He's just been a dumpster fire in the net. Um, you know, St. Cloud brings the uh, – they have a nice even scoring base, you know, between uh, Patrick Newell, Poling, uh, Robbie Jackson, and Noel Walker. You know, they're all in the top top region of scoring there. I think they're going to put them away fairly easy. And uh, and uh, you know, what is it? Is it Hraniak? Is that the goaltender? For... It's pronounced Renick. Renick. Okay, I, I knew you'd have it. I, I was I, I say in the box score, but I've never actually heard it said. But he's been solid in that, and I think he's shut him down. So I think it'll be a SCSU sweep. All right, Mike. What do you think? Uh, Peter, you're gonna have to clarify. Do you mean a sweep in the shootout, sudden death shootouts, or a sweep, <laughs> sweep in regulars? I mean, what what are we sweeping here? Only six periods are gonna be played, and, and uh, Saint Cloud State's gonna 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 dominate all six. So there's okay. no, no no need for shootouts. Okay, thank you. I will second that motion. Then Saint Cloud's gonna get a legitimate sweep. Omaha gets smacked back in their place after playing uh, pretty good the last couple weekends. I agree. I think St. Cloud's a little upset about the ties. I think they're going to come out on fire. I think I think it's going to be two blowouts. I have a have a good feeling about that. I'm a little nervous about how good I feel about it, but I think St. Cloud's going to pull off two wins. Next, we're moving on to uh, America's team. We've got Duluth heading out to Western Michigan. So who do you got there, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with Western Michigan getting a tie because <laughs> yes, wait, sudden death tie, sudden death tie. <laughs> Followed by a Duluth win. I think Duluth is going to be. They'll probably get two wins out of it, but I love the Sun Death tie thing going on here. So let's go with that for Western Michigan. <laughs> Getting at least what is it? What would it be? Two points? One point? Three? I, I don't know. There's going to be a tie in there somewhere. It's called math. Petey, what do you think? You know, I I, I like I, I I think it's going to be a split. I mean, Hunter Shepard's been pretty solid in that, you know, giving up under two goals a game. Um, but I, I just think uh, Western Michigan they'll uh, they'll sneak one out. I'll, I'll say they went on Saturday, but it'll be a they'll split. I think they're going to split too. I think the Kalamazoo Crazies are going to have their uh, impact on the game. I think Duluth is clearly one of the best teams in the country, but Western is uh, back again. I think so. I've got a split there too. Next, we're moving on to Denver and UND. So if Western Michigan is America's team, uh, who is UND's team, Petey? Um, the Red River Valley's team. That's about, <laughs> that, that, that's about it. It, it. It starts and ends there. <laughs> um, who do you got in that series? In this series, you know, as much as I would love to see a uh, Denver sweep, I, I think, again, this will be a split. Um, I don't know. North. I, I was actually at the North Dakota-Alaska series, and Alaska – played absolutely horrible on Saturday and they were actually leading and then they choked it up. So, I mean, North Dakota is trying hard, but I, I think, uh, I think they'll end up, I think they'll end up splitting this weekend. Mike, what do you think? And will you be there for some almonds? 
as far as I know, I will not be there for any almonds, but I do believe that it will also be a split. You know, UND showed some life on Saturday over to, at, in Duluth. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, th- this is one of the highlighted games on UND's schedule because of the Guazdecki flying off of its walking on the boards and walking under the ice sheet. So uh, they hate Denver because of that. And I can see them at least getting one, but Denver's clearly the better team. So I think it's going to be a split. I think so. Mike, do you have one uh, sweater or shirt of every other college hockey team that comes so you can wear some other gear when you go to North Dakota games? You know, I usually know somebody, so I can uh, at least uh, – I, I, I at least have a sweatshirt of the color of said team. So I'm sure I have a red jersey somewhere that I could wear if I needed to go um, as a pioneer. Or maybe I could just dress up in my pioneer garb. We all have oh, that, yeah. right? That'd be great. <laughs> I was I, I was looking for a Seawolves jersey, but it wouldn't have been here from eBay in, in, in enough time, so I don't want to spend oh, $129. That, but I, I was going should, for it. You should buy that anyway. That's a sweet jersey. I agree. They, they look bomb. So. so I can never and will never pick UND to win no matter what situation. So I'm picking Denver big twice in that one. Before we get to our next pick, um, and this is going to be Arizona State and Princeton, I want to throw out a little trivia question to you, gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to throw you out two numbers, okay? One is 93, and the other one is 83. So you tell me, which of those numbers represents which of these things? So one is going to be the number of students that Princeton rejects, and one is going to be the number of students that Arizona State accepts. So it's 93 or 83. Can you match the school to that thing? Petey, what do you think? I'd, I'd have to go 93, Princeton, 83, uh, Arizona State. Initially, when you thought that, I thought that was the birth year of, you know, my birth year is 83, and I thought my uh, I thought 93 was going to represent my second wife's birth year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> while, she, while, she, while she's in the room, but, 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 but that, that's where I'm going off of. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Well, PD gets them thrown at his head. <laughs> well, if PD joins us for the next uh, the next pick, uh, we'll welcome him back with open arms. But uh, I th- I would probably agree with him. I'm going to say it's the acceptance rate. Do you think it's – but which is which? So is 93 Princeton's rejection or is 83 Arizona State's exception rate? Uh, well, I guess PD said that it was 93 to Princeton, which I would say is their rejection rate. And, yes, 83 to Arizona State for their acceptance rate. That is a fact. Princeton only accepts 7% of applicants, and Arizona State accepts 83% of applicants. So there's just a little disparity there. So in the uh, Quiz Bowl game of the week, who do you got there, PD Arizona State at Princeton? I think Johnny Walker and the boys will continue uh, continue their terror. Uh, they're up to 15th in the country now. Um, Princeton's coming to the series on a five-game losing streak. I don't see that ending this week, and I think it's going to be an ASU sweep. Oh, wow. Mike, what do you think? I'm going to disagree with uh, my good friend Petey there, and I think Princeton's probably sick of losing. I think they've been better than what they've shown on the ice, but I still don't think they're great. But I think they're going to be able to get one since it's at, at home. Arizona State hasn't played that well either, and I, I feel that's a split. Arizona State's struggling. I think that's going to continue, and I've got Princeton in a win and a tie in the little character from last week, win and a tie. Next, we've got the Catamounts and the Tigers. We've got Vermont and Colorado College. Mike, what do you got there? Colorado College is sweeping. There might be a tie in there since we love ties, 
But I think the Tigers sweep this one. Oh, so the team that you don't think is any good is going to sweep, huh? I guess, I guess a team that's even worse, yes. I do think they're going to sweep. <laughs> good God. PD, what do you think? Yeah, v- Vermont's offense is pretty anemic. I mean, they're barely scoring two goals a game. Colorado College will sweep them. Slow down on the big words here, Petey. This is a, a podcast for the people. Anemic, really? Slow oh, down. I'm sorry. He's putting players' names out there and saying anemic. I, I <laughs> got into him. I've got, I've got Colorado College big. Uh, Mason Berg is going to have two hat tricks. I'm going to predict that. He's going to score maybe seven goals on the weekend, four one night, three the other. It's going to be huge. Next huge. up, we've got Mike's team. The Minnesota Goofers in Michigan. I think that's Petey. That's your team, isn't it, too? Yeah. You know, I mean, the North Stars left when I was young, so the the, the Golden Gophers were the uh, team to follow for a good chunk. So, yeah, I, I'm, I've adopted the Gophers as well as mine. So. so I'm outnumbered. This is a scary night. Who do you got in that series, Petey? Um, I, 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 I'm projecting a split here. I think uh, – <clears throat> I, I think – Motsko will will get the boys to play on Saturday night, and they'll they'll take that. But I think they're gonna they're gonna uh, take take the L on uh, on Friday night. All right, Mike, what do you think? I would probably agree with my good friend there. It feels like a split. Neither team is playing to their potential, and both teams are just way too inconsistent. So, but you know, if one of them does get swept, I think they're pretty much done for the season, and. Uh, so, but I don't think that's going to happen because they're both just not as consistent as they should be. So split. Um, I think again the Big Ten is going to be a little rough for everybody. So I think you got to split out there in Michigan. Staying in Michigan for our last pick before the hat trick, we've got Michigan Tech, the band, against Northern Michigan, the Fighting Grandpa Tomies. Mike, who do you got in that series? Uh, with this home and home, I think both teams are going to re- win at their respective home ice sheets. So I'm going to have a split on this one. How about you, Petey? You know, t- Tech did replace Lake Superior State as the number 20 team in the uh, latest ranking here, and I think they're going to hold on to that with a uh, with a with a sweep. I'm with you. Um, I saw them early against Wisconsin, and they, I wasn't sure if either they looked good or Wisconsin is terrible. But then last weekend, they blew the doors off Bemidji. So I think Tech is going to get the sweep there. I think they're for real, and they're going to be a contender in that conference. And right now, they're actually um, in first place in the in the standings in the WCHA there. So that wraps up the picks, and now we'll move on to the hat trick. Hat trick. We're picking Friday games this particular week. Uh, we're going to start with UMass at Quinnipiac, and uh, since our uh, – Two of our four mainstays are not here. I'll just go ahead and read off their picks. Petey, we'll still have yours in there just for a fun, um, you know, fun little wild card in here. But Maggie, I, I give you the have, college game day guest pick. Absolutely, yes. We'll have the headgear ready for you. Uh, so for this particular game, Maggie Pequini Piak and or I should say Quipak <laughs> and Anders picked UMass. I'm gonna go ahead and also pick Quinnipiac at home. UMass number one. We've had a curse of number one so far this half of the season. And I think Quinnipiac is going to get them on Friday, and UMass will probably get them Saturday, but we're picking Friday's games here, so I'm going to pick Quinnipiac. Uh, Willie, let's go to you first. You stole my curse of number one um, reasoning, but I'm still sticking with Quinnipiac to win that game there. Okay. Petey, how about you for guest speaker? 
picker. You know, I was going to go with UMass. You know, goal, goaltender Matt Murray behind the pipes just uh, won the uh, Hockey East goaltender of the month for November, going six and zero. And I think he's going to. It's, it's tough to to keep a hot goaltender down, so I think he's going to. Um, he's going to be not not necessarily a shutout because he doesn't have any this year, but I, I think he'll uh, keep Quinnipiac at bay and uh, and and help uh, UMass with the W. Okay. Uh, the next game is going to be Notre Dame going to Penn State. Uh, Anders has the Diddlers, and Maggie has the Fighting Irish. Willie, let's start with you on your pick, Notre Dame at Penn State. I've got Notre Dame. They're really turning it around. Um, they had, I mean, a couple losses early, but they're that's a great team there. I think they're too solid defensively. Penn State's not going to be able to do what Penn State likes to do and run up and down the ice. So I've got Notre Dame on Friday. Pity, how about you? I agree with Notre Dame. Yeah, you, like you said, Penn State's a kind of a, a offensive on fire, but uh, once again, Cale Morris and Nett has uh, been pretty solid for Notre Dame, so I think they're going to shut them down and uh, have a nice and uh, get, get the W. I'm going to go with the Diddlers on this one. Both teams are 10 and 4. Notre Dame is good on the road. Penn State's good at home. Something's got to give, but I think Penn State's going to be geared up for this game after having a couple weekends not go their way as they um, as they played a little bit. You know, a little bit below their standards. I think they're going to get a good push on Friday and get the win, and then Notre Dame probably pushes back on Saturday and gets a split there. But I'm going to pick Penn State on Friday. Our final game, Lake Superior State. Going all the way to the toughest place in the world to play, according to Willie, Alaska Fairbanks fighting off the polar bears. Uh, I'm going to leave things off here and say that I think Lake State's going to get the win on Friday while they still have the energy. I, th- I think Alaska is actually going to get a win on Saturday, but um, before the time zone change kicks in for the for the uh, Lakers, is that what they are, the Lakers? I believe you're correct, yeah. Anyway, so the Lakers, very creative. I think they're going to have the energy to get it on Friday. Uh, let's see here. Maggie also has Lake State. Anders also has Lake State. So, Willie, I'm going to guess that you're going to go with Alaska just to spite us. Well, Alaska is the state that has two of the worst teams in college hockey with two of the best jerseys in college hockey. Ah. So um, with that being said, I'm also going with Lake Superior State. I think they're a better team. I think they're going to win despite the travel and the um, tough place to play up there in Fairbanks. <laughs> okay. Petey, how about you? Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think the kids that play at Fairbanks and Anchorage are lucky. They have the beautiful t- t- topography and wildlife to look at, but uh, they're 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 going to get smoked. It's not going to be fun. L- 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 Lake Superior State's better that they lost their uh, their ranking for the first time since what was it 2016. So they they're looking to to get back in there and they're gonna they're gonna hit Fairbanks hard. All right. So I guess we'll find out what happens next week with everybody, including Petey, now being wrapped into here. We'll we'll put you as a percentage so we can see if you beat our percentages over these uh, games that you happen to be guest picking on over the year. Sounds good. So he also threw out topography and anemic this episode. We gotta we gotta step it up here. I need to get we some need... uh, <laughs> my... action going on. <laughs> Where's my best source? <laughs> I'll dumb, I'll I'll dumb it down next time, guys. I promise. I I just really wanted to impress. You know, I wanted to be invited back. So we appreciate it. Um, our engineer tonight was Ryan. The thesaurus is like the dictionary's <laughs> cousin Peterson. Our executive producer for Grease in the Crease is Tootsie Brodding and Maggie and Anders Outlook calendars because they had something fucking better to do tonight. <laughs> for all of us here at Grease in the Crease, thanks for listening and go Rams. 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 Go Rams.